Iran's supreme leader, Ayatollah Ali Khamenei, says the poisoning of schoolgirls in his country is unforgivable and should be punished by death if deliberate. An Iranian MP has provided more information on the attacks. He says more than 5,000 students have been poisoned since November. Mohammad Hassan Asfari from the Fact-Finding Committee also told Parliament more than 230 schools have been targeted in the attacks. And they've been widespread. They've been in 25 of Iran's 31 provinces. Some politicians have blamed the attacks on religious groups opposed to girls' education. This is an important issue. If there are really hands involved and people, groups are involved in this matter, this is a big and unforgivable crime. Responsible agencies, intelligence services and law enforcement agencies must pursue them. And the perpetrators must be condemned to severe punishments. It is a serious and unforgivable crime. There will be no amnesty for them. The authorities in Bangladesh are investigating the cause of a massive fire in a Rohingya refugee camp in Cox's Bazar. A day after the fire broke out, the ruins are still smouldering. Thousands of people, already forced from their homes in Myanmar by a military crackdown, have lost their only shelter. Turkey's opposition alliance has named Kemal Kılıçdaroğlu, the head of the Republican People's Party, as its joint candidate to run against President Recep Tayyip Erdogan in May's election. After splintering on Friday over its choice of candidate, a six-party coalition has united behind 74-year-old Kılıçdaroğlu. He's been the leader of the main opposition party since 2010, and has lost three elections to Erdogan. Polls suggest it will be a tight presidential race with a cost-of-living crisis, rampant inflation and years of economic turmoil eroding support for Erdogan. It's exactly a month since two major earthquakes hit southern Turkey and northwest Syria. More than 51,000 people have been killed and entire neighbourhoods flattened. Many are still searching for their loved ones. And in Syria, many survivors in the rebel-controlled northwest are still waiting for vital aid. Bashar al-Assad's government has put restrictions on aid distribution, and some rebels have blocked deliveries from government-held areas.